0: You're listening to the On Pace Podcast with James Fuller. What's up, everybody? This is James Fuller with the On Pace Podcast, and I'm so thankful to have you tuned in on this fourth episode of the On Pace Podcast. So this is uh, the number two episode of the year 2020, and I'm so excited that you've chosen to tune in. I hope that you enjoy this episode. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, I definitely want to give you an invite to go back and listen to uh, some of the previous episodes. Uh, If you are new, I highly recommend at least listening to the first episode because it kind of gives you an insight into what the on pace podcast is kind of the the content that you'll find on the on pace podcast and so I definitely encourage you to go back and listen to episode 1 and then there's a couple of other episodes out there as well that you can give a listen to when you have some time but today's episode uh, we are going to be talking about a highly uh, debated topic, very hot topic right now, and that is uh, the topic surrounding the Nike Vaporfly Next% Percent shoes. And uh, so I'm looking forward to having some discussion on that. I hope you can stay tuned for the entire podcast and uh, just hear some thoughts of mine on kind of what I think about it. Uh, I would like to invite you to follow us on social media. And so if you are on Instagram, you can find us on Instagram at on.pace and that'll take you to the Instagram page. And then if you are on Facebook, you can search the On Pace Podcast and you'll find us right there on Facebook at the On Pace Podcast. Another way you can reach out to us is through email. If you want to give us an email, uh, send us an email. You can send that to the On Pace Podcast at iCloud.com. Once again, that's the on Pace podcast at icloud.com. So feel free to reach out to us, uh, reach out to us on any of those uh, methods, either Instagram, Facebook, or by email. And uh, we'll be happy to try to respond to you as soon as possible anything that you have as far as suggestions maybe guests that you'd like to hear on the podcast maybe topics that you uh, are curious about uh, would like to hear discussed I'm open to those things so feel free to send those my way I'll be happy to read those and my goal is to respond to every single person so uh, I definitely want to hear from listeners so feel free to reach out to me if you just like the podcast and want to let me know I appreciate it that that would be great send me send me a contact email or message and just let us know that you're listening um, another thing that you can do to help Help us with the podcast is you can go out to uh, whatever podcast platform you listen to. If it's Apple, um, just go out there and leave a rating and a review. So give us five stars and leave us a review and just let people know how much you enjoy the On Pace podcast because that'll help drive listeners to the podcast. So uh, once again, thank you. Now that we got all that out of the way, we can move on to the topic of the day: the Nike Vaporfly Next Percent. And so. One thing I would like to do is, uh, first off, I want to put a couple of disclaimers out at the beginning of this podcast. So first off, I'm not looking to offend anybody. I don't want to make any enemies over this topic. Uh, so this is really strictly my opinion of what i think about the the situation and when i say my opinion that is from an amateur runner view i am an unsponsored amateur runner and so i'm not being paid to promote one shoe over the other i actually have multiple brands of shoes in my closet so i have nike's i have brooks i have adidas i've worn uh, sacani's y- you name it while i may have a preference of shoe Um, I'm not being paid to promote one over the other, so everything that I'm talking about today is strictly from an unsponsored, amateur runner view and so I acknowledge that there's other views out there and to be honest I'd be happy to discuss those views with uh, anyone else who has other opinions or other views on this. I know some some very uh, famous runners that uh, are are high up into the elite field and I know that they have differences of opinions and that's fine. I'm not looking to change anyone's mind. I just wanted to share some of my thoughts on uh, what I think about the subject. So uh, for those of you who don't know the uh, Nike Vaporfly Next Percents. These are some shoes that were developed by Nike. Um, they they really became popular around uh, Elliot Kipchoge's uh, breaking two attempt uh, when they came out with the Vaporflies and then the 4%. And basically they were supposed to give the runner a 4% more efficiency. Um, and so if you think about it, that that can add up over the the run over the time frame of a run and so um the 4% were there and then then i think they came out with the next percent so who knows if we're at 5 or 6 or 7 supposedly there's just supposed to increase the efficiency give you a little more percent of efficiency on your run and you know from an amateur point of view as i've said um you know i think that you're probably not really going to see a huge difference, yeah, the shoes may offer you a little bit of an advantage, but I think that that is more geared toward the four and the five percent. I think that's more geared to the elitist runners that are out there um, so the the ones that a sneeze or a cough or a, a misstep on the track can can cost them the race. Um, I think that's more what the the vapor flies were focused toward and and so I understand. Since I'm not in that realm, I probably can't discuss that as an experienced person, but from an amateur side, I feel like I can offer some opinions. And I've run um, many miles in uh, both. Uh, I've got a, a pair of Pegasus Turbos, which are a Nike brand that have a similar ZoomX cushion, uh, ZoomX foam. Uh, and then I also do have the the Vaporfly Next Percents, and I've got some experience in both of those. So from an amateur point of view, I think, yes, they could probably give you a little bit of a benefit. But honestly, I don't know that it's going to um, overcome You know, the miscues in my training or my running or my poor, um, you know, my poor lack of knowledge when it comes to how I can better my run. And so um, while I'll take all the help I can get, I don't know that it's necessarily going to win me a race uh, as an amateur. So, um, you know, in my experience, the Vaporfly Next Percents, they're they're, uh, nowhere near as durable. As uh, other running shoes that I've owned, I've ran in some Brooks Ghosts, I've got the Levitates, uh, I've got the Launch 5s um, from the Brooks brand, and you know, all of those seem to be much more durable. Um, surprisingly, the Ghost shoes are the most durable. Um, they're also the heaviest shoe that I own, and so I feel like that's kind of a trade-off that you get with a heavier shoe is you're going to have more durability of that shoe. um, But you're also carrying a lot more weight. And so um, one thing that the Vaporfly next percents are so much lighter because of this, um, the foam that's put in the bottom of the shoe, but at the same time, it it does not last near as long. And, and so that's kind of one of those things that you have to take into consideration when you're analyzing this shoe is it, I kind of compare it to like a a set of tires. Um, You know, you can go out and you can buy some of the beefiest, treadiest, if that's a word, tires out there. And, um, you know, you're not going to get the best fuel mileage on that type of a tire. Or you can go out and you can buy specific... Model of tire. I know Michelin makes some of these tires. They're they're for the uh, especially for maximum fuel efficiency, and uh, a lot of times they're sacrificing a beefier tread, so you don't get as much traction in in certain conditions. And they're also usually a lighter tire because they're they're smaller, and so um, they don't last as long. And uh, I kind of feel like that's kind of the same comparison um, with a pair of shoes, and so. I don't look at the Vaporfly Next Percents as a training shoe, and so whenever I'm using the Vaporfly Next Percent, other than maybe the few runs leading up to a race, um, I'm not training in those every day. Um, I actually am currently running in the Nike Pegasus Turbo Twos, um, and they have a they have a rubber sole that's on the bottom of that ZoomX ZoomX foam, and so it. it allows them to last a little longer they still don't last as long as my brooks they're a lighter shoe and so um That's something that I feel like you have to factor in when you're when you're looking at these things. So um, one of the one of the arguments that I have seen um, with the the article that I've read and and tell you what, I'll just I'll go ahead and kind of read some some snippets from the article. Runner's World actually reported um, this, that uh, the headline was Nike's record breaking running shoes to be banned. And basically, rules that limit the thickness of the midsole and the use of carbon fiber plates are expected to be coming soon. And this has been something that's been talked about, but this is kind of the first headline an article that i have seen saying that it was going to happen and so um, runners world reports that nike's record-breaking vaporfly next percent shoes have adorned the feet of multiple marathon winners since their release in 2017 but according to speculation they seem likely to be banned when world athletics announces new rules surrounding the running shoes Um, one thing i'll note is it is under speculation it's it's saying it's likely to be banned but it's not happened yet And I've read some some counter arguments saying that um, most likely it would be moving forward, that past vapor flies would not apply in this. Um, You know, I feel like if you're going to do something, I feel like that's how you have to do it, because there's so many of the I mean, you look at any of the races in the last 12 months, it it appears everybody's wearing these shoes. Um, But it it goes on to say the shoes worn by um, uh, Kenya's Bridget uh, Kasogi, and I apologize if I mispronounced that, when she broke Paula Ratcliffe's women's marathon record last year, um, it was believed to make its wearers 4% more efficient. They come with super thick soles that incorporate carbon fiber plates that act like springs. Um, While... Remaining incredibly lightweight, and uh, I know when I got mine, I think they weighed in around eight eight ounces. So they they are very very light compared to some other shoes. Accordingly, rules that limit the thickness of midsoles and the use of carbon fiber plates are expected soon. Um, a prototype version of the shoes, the Alpha Fly, was also used when Elliot Kipchoge uh, from Kenya became the first person to run a marathon in under two hours and this is one thing I want to make a side note on. I don't feel like this is equivalent to the vapor flies. Um, a lot of the arguments that surrounding whether these things should be banned or not, they are claiming that because it's the proposed ban is being pushed under the current rules that state it must be available to all and while I understand where people are coming from on that, I think that would apply to Kipchoge's attempt with the alpha flies because those are not available to all runners. Um, But the next fly, the vapor fly next percents, I can refer you to multiple dealers that sell those. Um, And they're usually around 249. That's kind of where I disagree with the arguments on this that uh, they must be available to all. I feel as though the vapor flies are available to all if they either want them or if they can wear them and that's the key is I think a lot of people uh, and this is just what I suspect a lot of the athletes are signed with other brands and so by being signed with other brands you can't wear the Nike Vaporflies and and I think that creates some frustrations uh, it's kind of like whenever you uh you get a car and you go out and you you finance it for seventy two months and then you've got a friend who goes out and buys a newer shinier sportier looking car that goes faster um, you know you kind of get that little envy of the other car but uh, you know you've just committed and obligated to paying for your vehicle for the next seventy two months and when you drive it off the lot it's upside down so um you know i don't know if that's ultimately the case but I do feel as though a lot of the um, frustrations toward Nike on this are coming from you know athletes that that are not currently signed with Nike and so they're not wearing the shoes um, and their brands either don't have this technology yet Um, or they are working on prototypes that are not perfected. And uh, I do know that there are other brands that are working on similar type shoes. Um, But once again, those are not currently in production um, like the Vaporflies. I mean, the Vaporflies are out there, like I said, available to all. And so from the other side of it, if you're using the available to all argument, I can see if you're saying that all brands have a similar comparable shoe, Yes, I can debate that. But once again, I personally feel as though the next percents are available to as many people as want to buy them or can buy them. So ultimately, um, you know, I think Nike has a technology that other brands are at current struggling to perfect or, or bring around to their athletes. And so, um, I personally feel like this creates a better product because what you do is you have Nike that's created this product and now you've got all these other brands that want something similar. And so they come out and they're generating their product that's you know competing with the Nike. Um, and so then you kind of have this mesh or this smorgasbord of all these different types of shoes and then you have what people can enjoy and, and select from. And so I think that this will eventually lead to even greater options for people to to buy, you know, high performance latest technology shoes. I mean, if you compare this to something like Apple, I mean, Apple and other brands have have grown technology so much and I mean if you look back can you imagine where we would be with phones without the iPhone I mean when the iPhone first came out it was its only type of technology in that, that realm um, but now Every type of phone is either built like an iPhone or kind of pattern after that design, um, you know. So, so and and same thing with. I mean, if you put it in the music, I mean, can you imagine music in your pocket without the iPod? I mean, the iPod kind of brought that around. And I think that this will ultimately create better uh, products because I think that it'll be a competitive. Competitive nature, and I think that you know you're you're going to see more products similar to the flies, maybe even with improved technology over the Nike Vaporflies, and then you're going to have this great selection of of higher performance shoes. Um, another example I would like to throw out there though is is it was just last week um, the 10k world record was broken, and I found it very interesting because the guy that broke the record was not wearing Nike Vaporflies. It seems like you know everybody that's been breaking records has been wearing the flies but this guy. I was actually wearing Adidas. So, um, you know, does that mean that there's another brand that may have just as fast a shoe or is it possible that maybe the talent of the runner instead of the shoe is what should be equated as the the reason for winning? You know, I get, I get it, but I just, I feel as though, um, there's a lot of shade being thrown to Nike in this whole situation, but I feel like Nike just kind of came up with a technology that is is leading the, the new leading cutting edge of, of shoe technology. And it's going to kind of set the stage for what other brands are going to be bringing uh, to the table later. So one last topic uh, that I'll, I'll mention on the subject, you know, one of the arguments may be, is it fair to have these newer shoes with, you know, the latest technology when they weren't historically available to, you know, past great runners. And, uh, you know, I, I can see that argument, but you know the latest shoe technology uh, most likely would have improved the performance of those runners in the past. I mean. I'd be willing to bet money on that. Jack Nicklaus probably would have won way more majors and, and Tiger Woods would still be chasing him. He he wouldn't even be close. Um, You know, if you think about it, metal clubs versus, you know, woods metal clubs that can drive 300, even I've even seen 400 yards. And then these, you know, old wood clubs that Jack Nicklaus played with. I mean, come on, let's not, (laughs) we can't compare those. They're not even on the same, same field. Um, You know, that was an advancement in equipment and technology, that allowed the sport of golf to go to new heights. And and I think that's very similar with the running. I mean, this is just going to allow the sport to go to a new height. Um, You know, you you think about Michael Jordan. I mean, he probably would have way more trophies and MVP awards if he had had some of the technology that we have today Um, in football. I mean, football's continued to improve, you know, the safety gear, the padding, everything's gotten sleeker and smaller and lighter. Um, And that's allowed for better movement of the player. Um, You know, but, should you compare that to 30, 40 years ago when they were wearing the big, huge, beefy pads and, you know, could hardly move in them? You know, it's it's one of those things that you you have to be very careful when you start saying that you need to limit this because you could, essentially, you could prevent the sport from improving and growing. And so, you know, it's a fine line when you start trying to to regulate and limit technology. I've got no issues if... If, you know, if everyone can agree that, you know, certain restrictions need to be placed on, you know, the shoe soles, then then that's fine. Let's put them in place and let's work, you know, to, to adhere to those. But just make sure that those regulations and the limiting technology – they're not being placed on the advancement of the sport just because you don't like the shoe company that developed the technology and uh, you know you can't prevent advancement of a new sport or of of a sport with a new technology and put it under that guise that it's always the sport's always been like this and this is it's it's always got to be like this we can't we can't go to that next level because that's not how we've done it in the past you know imagine 25 years ago if someone said, you know, we're going to come up with this technology that you're going to have a pylon cam on the goal line and refs are going to be wearing cameras in their hats and you're going to have instant replay that you can slow it down frame by frame and you can, you know, view a questionable call. And people are like, no, 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 we, we don't want that. You know, that that's not the way it's been done. We don't want that. And I get it. You know, your team, you know, if there's a questionable call and the instant replay doesn't go in your favor, yeah, of course you're mad. Uh, or if it goes against the other team, you're you're all happy. But that's part of the sport, and to to be honest, I feel like it's created a better sport. Uh, even though, yes, sometimes those calls don't go the way that I want them, um, it's still created a sport in my mind that's better. Um, you know, so so I feel as though this is something that um, there is going to be some middle ground that's going to come to. I think that ultimately what's going to happen, um, you know, Nike's going to appeal anything that's that's rolled a ban. Uh, I just, I, f- I feel like that's going to be where it goes. And then I think that they'll meet somewhere in the middle and it'll be where anything that's been produced prior to, you know, that's been in mass production, which would be the next next percents, uh, the vaporfly next percents, then I think that those will be allowed to remain. Um, and then, you know, you've got the alpha flies like Kipchoge Ward. They're, they're not being mass produced. As far as I know, those are the only pair that are in existence. Um, and obviously they're a great shoe because he did some amazing things in them, but you know, I don't know that those will ever reach, you know, mass production. And, um, I think that at the point that they put regulations on the thickness of soles and the number of plates you can have in the sole, then I think at that point, you're going to see the brands just really hone in on trying to stay within those regulations and, and create a shoe that's going to give the same feel and performance that the Vaporfly Next Percents are. And then you're gonna have a whole selection of shoes to pick from. So that's just my thoughts. I feel as though eventually this is gonna to get to some kind of middle ground. That's what I hope for. Uh, and then we can all move on and uh, find something else to argue instead of arguing over what shoes people are wearing. So. hope you've enjoyed this episode of the On Pace Podcast. This was the fourth episode. And uh, if you haven't had a chance, go back. I definitely want to invite you to go back and listen to some of the other episodes that we've got. If you if you want, definitely listen to the first episode to tell you a little bit more about the On Pace Podcast. And then uh, if you like what you hear, if you like some of the episodes that you've listened to, go over there and hit that subscribe button. And that way you can get notified each time that there's a new episode that's, that's uploaded. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Please reach out to us. Let us know you're listening. Let us know you're enjoying the podcast. You can can reach out to us on social media. You can also follow along with what's going on with the podcast. And uh, that's on Instagram at on.pace. So if you go to Instagram and search on.pace, you'll find us there. And then on Facebook, you can find us at The On Pace Podcast. Just search The On Pace Podcast and you'll find us there. And uh, if you wanted to just email us, uh, you can email us at theonpacepodcast at icloud.com. So any of those methods, uh, you can reach out to us, get in touch with us. Let us know that you like what you hear. Let us know if you've got any ideas of of guests or topics that you'd like to hear on the podcast. And uh, we'll definitely uh, respond back to you when we get those those communications. Um, If you would like to share the podcast. I really would appreciate that. That helps us grow the podcast and uh, another way you can help us grow the podcast is to Uh, rate us and review us on the platform that you listen to. So if you listen to us on, on Apple podcasts, go over there, give us the five star and, and write a quick review and uh, share it for all your friends to, to listen. And so if you have social media, share the podcast and help us grow this podcast, because ultimately we can't do this without the listeners. And so we appreciate you tuning in and, and we want to share the podcast with more people and want them to tune in. So thank you so much for tuning in. It's been a great Uh, subject to talk about and I look forward to more news on this topic but until next time I hope you keep your life on pace and I hope you have a blessed day